Now this morning, uh, we've got a special uh, guest preaching and sharing with us. Uh, Carolyn Thomas is here with us uh, to bring the word of the Lord. And uh, very excited about this, Carolyn and her husband, Royal. Uh, they are the parents to Eddie Thomas. Uh, that we just, everybody, I know we love Eddie and Brittany and the whole family. And um, and uh, they've blessed us so much. And uh, Royal and Carolyn, they have uh, just believed in this house. They pray for this house. They were here. You guys were here the very first gathering under the tent out there. And so um, they've been pastoring for many years. Now, how many years have you been pastoring now? 30 plus years, at some point you just let it go. 30 plus years they've been pastoring and ministering, uh, pouring into people. And um, I know they're such a blessing to me, our leadership team. And uh, excited for you to receive uh, from Carolyn specifically because Carolyn came and shared a word on a Wednesday night. And we said, Carolyn, you got to come. There, there was maybe just a, hand, you know, a small group of people on a Wednesday night. We said, Carolyn, you got to come back and you got to uh, release and share this word on a Sunday morning. Uh, to the whole house. So very honored to have you, Carolyn. Thank you for coming and releasing the heart of the Lord and letting Jesus just flow and speak and move through you. Uh, as you come up, Carolyn, could everyone just show your love and your honor for Carolyn Thomas as she comes? Come on, Carolyn. We love you. So thankful for you. Yeah. Look at that. You got a standing, standing ovation. This is a mighty mother in the spirit. And we love you. Thank you. And Eddie, uh, would you come and pray over your mom this morning before she preaches? What a gift to bless my mom on Mother's Day um, at my church. So this is amazing. Um, you know, <clears throat> I cry really easy, so hopefully I won't <laughs> cry. But um, you guys just get ready to be blessed. Um I'm, I'm so grateful to have two amazing parents that uh, I saw growing up pastoring and living the same way at home <clears throat> as they did at church. And um, my mom is not only an amazing woman, she's, she has a passion for, for teaching and the prophetic, and um, she's a powerhouse. So I just want to, to say, get ready and buckle up. But... I'm going to ask you to go ahead and extend your hands to her, and let's just bless her really, really good before she releases the word over us this morning. <laughs> so I just, I just say, uh, welcome home. You are at home right here today, and um, Arise honors your gift. Arise honors your authority, and we just bless you to just uh, to go for it this morning. I just see you being like released and running through this field, and it's like you're set on fire. And as you're running through this field, you're just setting ablaze everything in your path. And so our hearts are open, and we are excited to receive from what the Lord has given and spoken to you. And we, we just pray that you would receive something as you speak this morning, that you would be so blessed, that you would be so renewed and so strengthened in a powerful and supernatural way. In Jesus' name, amen. I can, um, yeah, thank you. That's good, thank you. If I can get across to you this morning what I feel in my heart 
we will have accomplished something. The Lord has really put something on my heart, and Nedra said something about it, and it has to do with ministering to the Lord. It has been months now that the Lord has just been honing in on this. Um, I was driving down the road one day, and I just kind of talked to the Lord like he's sitting in the front seat with me because he is. And so I was just like, Lord, what's on your heart? What are you What are you thinking about for this next season? Because we've been in quite a transition and not really, we've transitioned from being in a church to then a home church. Then we moved somewhere. It's just like, what's going on? And he said, all I want you to do is to minister to me. And I'm like, okay. I can do that. But then I got to think, I was like, what does that look like? What does it look like to really minister to the Lord? And so I started studying, and I was like, oh, wow. This, it's totally, you can ask anybody probably in our home. We have two of our grandkids in our home quite often. And we, it's like, it's something I cannot get away from. I just can't get away from it, ministering to him. So I want to just, I'm not going to read all of the scriptures, but I'm just going to jump in and we're just going to talk. Is that okay with y'all? Okay. Revelation 4.11 says, you are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive honor and glory and power. For you created all things, for you created all things, and for your pleasure... They were created and exist. You were created and you exist for one reason and one reason alone. And that is to bring him pleasure. You exist just to bring pleasure to the heart of God. Um, what brings him pleasure? Does evangelizing a city bring him pleasure? Absolutely it does. Does healing the sick bring him pleasure? Yes, it does. Does ministering your workplace bring him pleasure? Yes. But our ministry to the Lord must come before our ministry for the Lord. It has to. We have to minister to him, receive from him before we can move outward. Every single thing that we do, that we do in our ministry, in our life, first and foremost, has to be to him. The word says, do everything, every single thing that you do, do it as unto the Lord. Everything, whether it is wiping a snotty nose which you know as mamas we do a lot of and we also wipe the other end but we're supposed to be doing it as unto the Lord everything that we do do it as unto the Lord all of the other ministries are necessary you know I look at Wes and when I look at Wes I just see Jesus I just see Jesus. He is the most evangelistic person I have ever met. And he can make anybody fall in love with Jesus because he is just like Jesus. I can, he just reminds me of Jesus. But 
Evangelism is necessary. But Wes, your highest calling in life is not your office. It's not your gifting. It's not your anointing. Your highest calling in life is to minister to the Lord. I don't care what office you may sit in in the fivefold. I don't care what gifting you may have. Our greatest, our highest calling is ministering to him. At the end of the day, nothing else matters. You know, in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, there was an entire tribe that was set apart just for ministering to the Lord. The Levites were set apart by God only to minister to the Lord. And their inheritance was the Lord himself. It wasn't like everybody else's inheritance. The Levites' inheritance, because they ministered to the Lord, their inheritance was the Lord himself. That's the inheritance I want. I want him. We look at um, 2 Chronicles chapter 5. And I'm not going to read this because it's, it's quite lengthy. But when Solomon finished building the temple, David had it all prepared, had everything gathered together, but he could not build the temple. So Solomon was building the temple. He got it ready, and they brought the Ark of the Covenant in. They said it, they, as they were bringing it in, they um, sacrificed. The Bible says that they sacrificed so many sheep, goats, and cattle that they couldn't even keep track of it. They didn't even know how many that they sacrificed. So they sacrificed all of these animals on the way to the temple, bringing the Ark of the Covenant. Then there was 120 priests who were playing trumpets. There were people with cymbals and lyres and harps. Imagine the noise going up to the heavens when they were bringing, that, bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the temple. But it was when the people shouted, He is good. His faithful love endures forever. The word says at that moment, at, it wasn't when they made the sacrifices. It wasn't when they gave their offerings. It wasn't when they played the trumpets and the cymbals and the lyres and the harps. That's not when it happened. It was when they looked to heaven and they said, he is good. His faithful love endures forever. They began to declare the character of God. And when they declared the character of God, a glory cloud fell down at that moment and the priests couldn't even minister anymore. It was when they ministered to the Lord that the glory fell. My heart is hungry to see the glory fill the temple like that. And I feel like God is calling us to step up just a little bit higher, to draw in just a little bit closer, to minister to his heart. But what, is it, what does it look like when we minister to his heart? You know, excuse me, y'all. It may look different for me than it does for you. Um, I'm a stay-at-home chicken keeper. That's what I am. So a lot of the times, my ministry to the Lord is sitting on a five-gallon bucket with chicken treats in my hand, 
chicken droppings all around me. And I'm just looking at those precious little babies, and they're so beautiful. And I can't even look at them and not say, Lord, you are majestic. Look at that feather right there. How intricate it is. How beautiful that is. You're amazing. My day, just that's just the way my day goes. Then I go over to my garden, and I'm like, oh, look at those cucumbers. Nobody but God could do that. And then my flower, everything. I just, since the Lord has taken me on this journey, I am just in this constant state of, I'm just completely in awe by him. I can't get over it. I don't want to get over it. It's because he's just, he's so good. Mm. We can move to the New Testament. And I don't want to get, don't want to take up too much time. In the New Testament, Acts chapter 13, the church at Antioch had gathered together. And as they ministered to the Lord and they fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work that I've called them to do. But when they ministered to the Lord and when they fasted, what are the next words? The Holy Ghost said. When we begin to minister to the Lord, our ears are opened. And we can hear exactly what he is saying. We can hear what he wants. And it was then, after that, the church at Antioch had ministered to the Lord. They heard the Holy Ghost. And the greatest missionary movement ever on the earth was started then. Another thing that happens when we minister to the Lord is we become more like him. You can't help but become more like him because whatever you behold, you're going to become. What you behold, you become. There was an amazing man of God that he said, if I had an hour to spend alone with the Lord, the first 45 minutes would be simply loving on him and worshiping him 15 minutes is enough for my needs and my requests because I'm going to tell you when you begin to minister to the Lord you don't even have to ask you don't even have to ask because he sees the posture of your heart and that's what he's looking for He's looking for a laid-down lover. He's looking for someone that is just posturing their self before the Lord. And he can't help it. He can't help it. You mamas, this is Mother's Day. Which one of your children could come to you and just say, Mama, I am so thirsty. Would you please get me a drink? How many of you would just say, I ain't got time for you? That's not what you would do. You would see that child with a red, sweaty face before they ever came towards you, and you would be running towards them with that cup of water, right? That's what a mama's heart does. God is so much better than us. He is so much better a mother. He is so much better a father. So when we come to him, he is running to us. He is running to us to meet our needs. But first, 
minister to the Lord. Stay on your face before him. And I'm not just saying just lay out before him all day long. It's a lifestyle. Live a lifestyle of ministering to the Lord. Driving down the road, you see the clouds. Oh, wow, God. You're amazing. You're so amazing. So we become what we behold. We begin to see through his eyes. We begin to hear what he says. We become like him. Think of Paul and Silas when they were in prison. They were bound. They were chained. Hand and feet, they were chained. What did they do at midnight? They sang praises. Do you think for one moment that they were sitting there and they decided okay, you know what, it really sucks being in this place. So I think, you know what, if we start singing, God will do something. He'll, he'll, he'll send an earthquake. No. They didn't think ahead. They were just like, you know what, I don't care what my circumstance is. No matter what it looks like around me, I am chained. My feet are chained. My hands are chained. But my mouth is not chained, and I am going to praise the Lord. I am going to sing and give praises to the Lord despite my circumstances. And that is when the earthquake came. Because even when the earthquake came and they were all set free, they didn't even leave. That was not what they were after. They were after him. So when we decide, we make a choice that it doesn't matter what our circumstances are. It doesn't matter if there's not enough money in the bank. It doesn't matter what the doctor has said. I am going to praise. I am going to minister to the Lord anyway, despite what it looks like. And that is when things change. Because it may not change your circumstances, but it will change you. It will change the way that you view your circumstances because you will be viewing your circumstances through the lens of God. Through the lens of heaven, because we're supposed to be living from the heavenly realm. And so we see things the way that God sees them. Now, can we get to my favorite story? (laughs) Oh, there's a lady in the Bible, and her name is Hannah. And she wanted a child. Her husband had two wives. Elkanah had two wives. And I can't quite say the other wife's name right, so I'm just going to, you know, just say the other wife. But the other wife would ridicule Hannah and make fun of her because she couldn't have children. But this other wife, she had children, so she was good. Well, they, they would go up to Shiloh to make sacrifices and to pray and to bring offerings every year. They would go up, and this other wife would just badger Hannah. And Hannah was just so in anguish and distraught. So she went, she couldn't even eat. Her husband said, y'all probably remember this. Her husband said, well, am I not better than ten sons? I love you. Am I not better? But she wanted a child, and she promised the Lord if she, he would give her a child, that he would give that child back to him. They went up to Shiloh, 
this particular year, and Hannah couldn't eat. She was so in anguish because she wanted a child so badly. So she went before the Lord, and she was praying, and Eli, the priest, looked at her, and he was like, what are you doing here drunk? Your, your lips are moving. You're, there's no sound coming out. And she was like, look, I, I, am, I am not a wicked woman. I am not drunk. My soul is in anguish. And he said, well, whatever you want, the Lord's going to give it to you. She got up. She went and ate and went on her way. And she had a son. And she named that son Samuel. And that is where I really want to, um, the story of Samuel. Samuel was taken, um, from some of the versions that I have read, he's probably maybe three or four years old when he was taken to the temple and left. How many of you have kids around three or four years old? What would you think about taking him or her to the temple and dropping them off and going home. She promised that to the Lord. So she took that child to the Lord and left him there. And we're picking up in First uh, Samuel chapter 3, and it says, The boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. Now this was, he was so young, he really didn't know the Lord. Here's one of the versions that said he, he ministered to the Lord before he really knew the Lord. How did he learn to minister to the Lord? He had a mama. He had a mama who was gathering sticks for the fire to cook, ministering to the Lord changing his diaper, ministering to the Lord. He saw it. He did not understand it, but he saw it, and he knew he was created to minister to the Lord. In this particular story, he lays down one night, and he hears someone say, Samuel, Samuel. Well, the only other person there is Eli. So he jumps up and he runs to priest, the priest, Eli. And Eli was like, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So he go back and he lays down. Again, Samuel, Samuel. He jumps up and he runs to Eli again. And he said, you did call me. He was like, no, I didn't call you. Go lay back down. This happened three times. And finally, Eli is like, okay, this must really be the Lord. So he said, the next time you hear that voice, if you hear it again, then you say, Lord, I'm right here. I'm listening. And that's what the little boy Samuel did. He went back and he heard the voice again. And he said, Lord, I'm here. I'm listening. And the Lord spoke to him and he told him exactly what was going to happen that had to do with Eli and his sons. But you skip on down to the end of that chapter, and it says, So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. None of his words fell to the ground 
Do you know what I believe? You know where that started? Way back there when he was a little boy. It really started when mama. It started when mama was ministering to the Lord. Then he began to minister to the Lord simply because he saw mama ministering to the Lord. You see the little ones. I know Brittany sends me videos of Augie, and it just, it just gets my heart every time. Do you think Augie understands what she's doing when she's swaying and she's, she's doing what she sees? She's doing what she sees mommy do. I remember when Maeve was little, same thing. They don't understand what they're doing, but we are teaching them at a young age to minister to the Lord. That is so valuable. That is so needed. That is so necessary. So this morning, there's one statement that I want to leave with you. And that statement is our ministry for the Lord. Our ministry for the Lord will be a direct reflection of our ministry to the Lord. Our ministry for the Lord will be a direct reflection of our ministry for the Lord. And as we end this morning, I told Jeremy, I said, I really don't even know how I'm going to close this because I just really don't know what, I don't know what God's going to do. I really feel like the Lord is calling some Hannahs this morning. Maybe you have young children that are still at home. If you have kids that are at home, or if you are expecting, or if you are wanting more children and that just doesn't seem possible, those three things, I just want you to stand up. There's no shame in standing up and saying, I want to be a Hannah. I want another child. Or I'm expecting and I want to be a Hannah and I want to teach my children. Or maybe you already have children that are maybe teenagers. But you still have an influence over them. I believe God is going to do something here this morning. I really believe that. Okay. What I want you to do is those of you that are close to these women, I want every one of these women to have hands on them. Lay your hands on these ladies. And I want you to pray over them just like you would want somebody praying over you if it was you. So let's lift up a loud prayer to the Lord right now. So Jesus we pray right now a Hannah blessing over all of these women that are standing right here. Father, those wombs that are closed, those wombs that are being resistant, we say open right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for every mother who has small children. The days get long. The days get tough. But God, I pray a blessing over them. I pray that they would have stamina 
to hold up. I pray that they would be the mothers that you have called them to be. I pray that they would worship, that they would minister to you in front of those children, that they would see you in their mothers. And God, those with older children, when the, the days get really, really rough, Father, I pray that you would bless them with wisdom and discernment. In every family, God, I pray the peace of heaven. I just pray the peace of heaven over every family. Lord, make us like you. May we see your face. May we stay at your feet. May we worship you. May we minister to you. Live our lives as a ministry to you. Because you are all we want. Amen. I really believe the Lord wants to do something incredible in this house. I don't know if you guys realize what a treasure you have. What a treasure you have. You've got leaders that are so hungry. And I'm telling you, God responds. Hunger. He responds to hunger. So watch out. <laughs> watch out because it's only going to get better. Amen? All right. Thank you for allowing me to share my heart with you this morning, and y'all be blessed. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Carolyn. Wow, let's just, let's just close this gathering this morning with just loving on one another. Uh, and let's do this. If everybody could stand. And uh, I just want to, when, when she mentioned, you know, uh, Samuel, how none of his words hit the ground. <laughs> wow. And I just want to close with us as a family ministering to the Lord for just a, just a few moments. And no, you know, no music. Uh, whatever it looks like for you, uh, it, it, if it's quiet, that's wonderful. If we get loud and begin declaring who he is, that's great. Just let the spirit move for just a few moments, and and then uh, you be free, free, free to leave the room and go get children and go enjoy and bless your mothers today. But let's just close today with ministering to the Lord. Yeah, just begin to lift your voices if you feel led across the house, just across the house, minister to the Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, sing out. If you've got a song, just sing out a song. Thank you, God.